630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Raptors have won 14 in a row in a good showdown tonight with the Timberwolves. One minute into the third quarter, Raptors up 76-75. Kyle Lowry back in the lineup. He missed Saturday's game with whiplash. Serge Ibaka out tonight with an illness. So the Raptors and T-Wolves just one point apart as they get into the second half. There will be four Canadians at the Masters this year. Nick Taylor winning yesterday at Pebble Beach. Mike Weir, Corey Connors, and Adam Hadwin will also be in the field. The Oilers signed Darnell Nurse to a two-year contract extension worth $11 million. So a cap hit of five and a half per year next year and the year after. Connor McDavid's status completely up in the air for tomorrow's game against Chicago. He has a bruise above his left knee. That's what the uh, team and McDavid are telling us. So we'll see if he takes part in tomorrow's morning skate after doing some special teams work before practice today. The game's on 6.30, Chad, 5.30 face-off show. They will drop the puck at 7. And James Neal, of course, he's been, well, he's been day-to-day for over a week now. Here's Dave Tippett. Uh, not Reagra, just not getting better the way we'd hoped it to. So it, he skated for a couple of days. He did, came off, got a little sore, and then uh, he was going to see how it was this morning. He came in, wasn't wasn't to the point where he felt like he would help it by any stretch skating today, so he didn't skate today. So that's, uh, he's frustrated with a little bit, but it's just, you know, it's, it's an injury that you just got to take time with. Easily, easily re-injured. All right, so that's Dave Tippett on... James Neal, Oscar Clefbaum also left practice early today. Maintenance for him. According to the good old website, sportsclubstats.com, they run all the probabilities. They go into all the alternate universes every day. And there are a lot of them, as we both know, Kellen. The Oilers have an 86.1% chance of making the postseason. Oh, it's up today. Good. Yes, I think it was down to about 80, 82, 81, 81 after yeah. they lost a couple Last of games. Week, yep. They win uh, 86.1% if you believe in probabilities and all that kind of stuff. And why wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Coyotes and Canadians 2-2 two, two after 2. Early in the third, Philly up 3-1 on the Panthers. Islanders lead the Capitals 5-3. Late second period, Lightning and Blue Jackets in a 1-1 tie. Coming up in about an hour, the Predators and Canucks, and in about an hour and a half, it'll be the Flames taking on the Sharks. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., free agency begins in the Canadian Football League with a preview, the producer of this show and our color analyst on Eskimos broadcast here on 630 Chet. It's my buddy Dave Campbell. Dave, how are you doing? I'm great, Reed. How are you, man? I'm doing very well. It's, it's good to see you. I don't know if... Tomorrow's CFL free agency day is going to top, at least for the Eskimos, what happened last year, where it seemed like every 20 minutes there was a significant uh, signing being announced, but it is going to be a big day tomorrow. First of all, there was a change this year. We had Rob Fry, CFL player agent, on the show on Friday. There was sort of this legal tamp- tampering period, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, leading leading up to free agency in your mind, is this something that was effective? Did, did we get some news out of this? How do you look at it? You know, when it was first reported that this was coming, I was excited about it because I think 
this this is a good thing to have for fans and generate some hype and you know the usual insiders that are always in the you know in the know in the CFL you know they 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 pump out information that was good and I I talked to an agent I know we had like you say we had Rob Fry on Friday I talked to another agent uh, who was based in Edmonton and I said what what do you think and he said well I like it for on one hand because it's like what Rob said uh, last week as well that this is a good thing because you kind of see who's interested and kind of generate more discussion and plus it's legal to, to talk right. to teams like uh, like it was before where you know you couldn't talk to anyone technically until 10 a.m edmonton time when free agency opened the downside is there was hardly any offers formally uh issued mm-hmm. uh or registered with the league so it almost seemed like a tire kicking session and for example there was uh, a team out there that didn't make one single offer and then there's another team that kind of would make an offer and then you'd counter and then they just sit on it. So it was almost okay. like a tactic to see how much interest is 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 there going to be in a certain player. And this agent was concerned if there was no interest in that player that that player could be lowballed uh, once free agency hit. So I think it was I think it's a good thing, but clearly teams just kind of sat back and you know didn't want to issue offers. I think it was more like. Uh, Okay, let's check this player out. Oh, yeah, okay. And then Willie Jefferson, which we'll talk about later, I think pulled a bit of a ruse on a couple of teams. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think overall it, it could probably be improved on. But I think, uh, you know, this is the first year. Let's see how it goes. But, you know, overall I think it's a good concept. All right, Eskimos, it seems to me one of the needs is the secondary. Uh, th- oh, yeah. They, they had a trouble making a lot of plays stopping the pass last year. Is that... Is Brock Sunderland going to be targeting defensive backs here? I think that's their number one priority going into tomorrow. Uh, you look at their secondary, and and they stand to lose some pieces, and they do have some pieces on their roster, but they got they got to fill it right. Anthony Orange is not coming back, obviously, because he was released mm-hmm. uh, about ten days ago. So who do they look to? And you look at the defensive back market; it's it's a little thin. But I think there is a couple of defensive backs out there that could fit because Noel Thorpe is the defensive coordinator, um, and he has relationships with some DBs that are available. And I bring up Jonathan Mincy's name. Uh, he was a defensive uh, or an Eastern All-Star with the Montreal Alouettes back in 2017. Uh, Noel Thorpe was a defensive coordinator. I think that is a fit and someone that could play on the corner and uh, hopefully provide some some stability there. Uh, and then you look at last year in Ottawa. You have um, you have Chris Randall, who's been around for a while, um, who can play a corner spot or a halfback spot. Randall Evans is another player I would bring up. Uh, Jonathan Rose, who um, you know is is a, a good defensive back and a good corner. Um, uh, he was the one that was supposed to be suspended for for one game for I think putting his hand on an official in the East Final oh, in 2018. Right, right, if right. you remember, yes, against the Tiger Cats, yes. then it got appealed and. Uh, got to play in the Grey Cup game, and I don't think he actually served his suspension, actually. Um, but he has neck and uh, back issues, so I don't know if he'd be um, in the mix because uh, he's got some injury concerns. Then, you know, probably the best DB out there is Richard Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, can the Eskimos land him? So I think you, in the CFL, you kind of look who's familiar with who, and I think Noel Thorpe's familiar with a couple. So I bring up Jonathan Mincy or uh, uh, Randall Evans or Chris Randall. Okay. Now, for the Eskimos, who who are they going to lose? Because there's, I know they've re-signed a couple of guys. Yeah. But like you said, they've let Orange go. They let Nate go, and he already signed with Toronto. And linebacker wise, right, Larry Dean 
Yeah, Was Don Yanamba. They're they're I yeah they're, they're gone. On? Yeah, I do. Um, I think the factor uh, the factor that Brock Sunderland spent a lot of money last year on that great day last year where he signed nine players um, and top of the list was Trevor Harris but those linebackers cost a lot of money uh, and Javon Santos Knox is back on a one year deal and probably got him at a, at a good price but you got to have money going out as well and they have Vontae Diggs who can slide over at will linebacker to middle linebacker. Brian Walker played very well in place of Don Yanamba for six games at the Sam linebacker spot. So I think it's a situation where they're going to let them walk. DeVars Daniels who, man, you and I have talked about Daniels so much about what a talent, but man, can he stay on the field? He's Mm -hmm. had a lot of health issues, concussion issues last year to start the season and um, only played seven games. If if he's going to command around $200,000 on the open market, I don't know if I want to even entertain that. Um, there's Devere Posey and Naaman Roosevelt out there that I think could be options for the Eskimos to sign. I know they're in on Posey. Roosevelt's going to be interesting to see what happens there, but DeVars Daniels could walk. The big question is Calvin McCarty. I think from a from a guy who has been around for 14 seasons, uh, 35 years old, um, has never, ever entered free agency. The closest he's entered free agency was last year mm-hmm. or the year before where he signed the day before free agency. Um, he wants to come back, but there's an issue of the money. Um, you know, Calvin wants a higher number and, and the team wants a lower number, obviously, and his age does factor into it. Uh, that's one player that we'll have to watch as well, but he could be out the door as well. So. Well, that would be strange to see his Very next strange. to another team. Yes, for sure. That would be tough to see in his career in another uniform because he's a, he's a lifetime Eskimo as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, played here a long time. Dave Campbell joining us on Inside Sports. CFL free agency tomorrow. Is it 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. Time? Mountain time yep. that it starts. Okay. Willie Jefferson who I have said, uh, well, what was it, two years ago, I thought he was was the best player in the league. Yeah. Uh, And he was still pretty darn good this past year with Winnipeg. So what, he's staying with the Bombers? Staying with the Bombers, signed a two-year extension, uh, reportedly coming in around uh, $250,000. This is after the Argos offered almost $300,000. It was just crazy for a non-quarterback in this league, and I don't know how they would be able to do that anyway. Uh, And then he was courted by the Hamilton Tiger Cats just before the tampering window, the legal tampering window closed at uh, 10 a.m. Edmonton time. Uh, Hamilton, they put it out on Twitter. I think his wife, Holly, put it out on Twitter, actually, how uh, they went to visit the the Tiger Cats facility there at Tim Hortons Field, and they had a big sign of Willie Jefferson with the... Tiger Cats jersey. <laughs> Obviously, they did some right. some some tricks with photography, <laughs> um, and then he signs back in Winnipeg. So, you know, as much as this was about maybe teams kicking tires on players in this tampering period, it was it was players kicking tires on teams as well. So Willie Jefferson went to Toronto, went to Hamilton, listened to offers, but then went back back to Winnipeg, and uh, you know, hard to leave that situation with uh, with uh, with their. You know, with with the talent that they have, and they've signed a lot of players back even before free agency starts. That is a very, very positive um, environment in Winnipeg. They're defending Grey Cup champions, so it's hard to leave. So he's back for two seasons, which is bad news for a lot of quarterbacks in the West. Yeah, I'll see. Okay. Well, it'll be fun to watch tomorrow. Again, I'm not sure it'll match the intensity and the fury of last season, (laughs) especially here in Edmonton with all the players being signed. I mean, they signed Trevor Harris last year. They're not looking for a quarterback. He's no. He's got the extension. He's here three more years. Dave, before I let you go, 
Did you watch any XFL on the weekend? I did. You did? I did, yeah. I I actually made a point of watching it. I had a chance. It was during my kid's nap, so it worked out oh, really, good. really nicely. Okay. <laughs> you know, honestly, it, the quarterback play is a little tough to watch at times. There's some good players down there. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Dexter McCoyle, former Eskimo. He's playing for the St. Louis franchise, okay. I believe. Uh, SJ Green actually is going into the waiver pool today uh, in the XFL waiver pool. So um, I'm sure he wants Mark Trestman to pick him up in Tampa Bay. I thought it was I thought it was good. I mean, the kickoff thing, now that I saw it, the kickoff rule's weird. And what it is is, if I can explain it quickly, the the... How it usually works is the two, the, the cover and the return teams move, but no one moves until the the returner has the ball in his hands, right. and then you move, and I think they're lined up like five yards apart. It's a little weird. I know it's to it's to encourage returns. I saw some video. I, did, I didn't mind that when yeah. I saw it because nobody likes the, well, yeah. I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people don't like the touchback in the NFL. No. The it's, kickoff's a useless play. Yeah, I think what's what was a stat I read today, 53% of kickoffs in the NFL were actually returned. Right. <laughs> the CFL was like 90. Well, yeah, of course. NFL, it was about, no, uh, uh, college, it was, was it, no, XFL, sorry, it was about 83% of, of the time uh, that uh, a kickoff was actually returned. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it could work. I don't know. We didn't see an overtime game, I think, and that's what I want to see. I want to see this overtime show. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's another wrinkle as well. Yeah. All right, Dave, thanks for sticking around. Look forward to you and Morley being all over it on free agency tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks, Reed. Dave Campbell, our Eskimo analyst here on 630 Chet, also the producer of Inside Sports. And uh, it looks like the Eskimos have re-signed quarterback Logan Kilgore. So it looks like it'll be Harris Kilgore once again as the starter backup combination for your Eskimos going into 2020. It is 7-19, Raptors up six with 5.25 left in the third quarter. They're taking on Minnesota. They're going after their 15th consecutive victory. Jericho. That's right. From Winnipeg. Yes. Now, is Jericho his real last name? No. See? He made it sound cooler. That's Whereas right. now, we have wrestlers, you know, he would just be Chris Smith or whatever his name is. Who's the guy that won the Summer Rumble? Some, the January Rumble? <laughs> the Jan- Royal Rumble? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. I do agree with you on that point. Not, not, we need more look, exciting names. If there's someone yes. listening to the show named Drew McIntyre, I have nothing wrong with your name or you as a person. But if you went to become a professional wrestler, I would urge you to change your name to something a little more dangerous sounding. Dangerous Drew. That's rights itself. There you go. Drew McIntyre. The ultimate dude. <laughs> oh, is that his sub? No, 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 no. No, that, that would be like a cool Oh, you're name. making that up. Just ultimate dude. Connor McDavid. Problem around the left knee, but it's uh, not connected to anything that happened last season. Uh, no, it, no, it never really crossed my mind. It's a completely different part. Um, you know, it didn't, uh, not, nothing that was hurt before, uh, you know, hurts now. So, um, yeah, that's good news, I guess. 
McDavid's status for tomorrow, completely unknown. It's uh, we'll see from him, we'll see from Dave Tippett. Text to 780-496-0063. This individual says, would the Eskimos bring back Cavis Reed as offensive coordinator? Well, they would not. Cavis Reed has signed on to be the offensive coordinator of the Edmonton Huskies of the Prairie Junior Football Conference, and Scott Milanovic will serve as both head coach and offensive coordinator. So that is the situation there. Dave and Morley will have you covered on CFL Free Agency Day tomorrow. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialists with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. I found this interesting today. Major League Baseball is uh, considering, they, they've pitched this to the players, of bumping up the number of playoff teams from five in each league to seven in each league. So there'd be 10 instead of, or sorry, there'd be 14 instead of 10. So so say there are seven playoff teams in the National League, the number one seed, so the best division winner, would get a bye into the second round. The second and third seeds would get to pick their first round opponents. So the second place team would get to pick from seeds five, six, and seven. And then the third place team would get to pick from whichever two teams are left. And then the fourth place team or the best wildcard team would play whoever is remaining. It would be a best of three series in this round with the highest seeded team getting all three games at home. Kellen, there was a day and age when stodgy young Reed Wilkins Hmm. would have been horrified by such a scenario no kidding too many teams in the playoffs you don't pick your opponent it's big you know what do i just do it it's entertaining and i was reading some of this today too they would do a, they would do like a tv show where the the teams picking their opponents would it would be televised absolutely i love it well the all-star draft special for who, the nba did major numbers did who, it not so. who cares if this is gimmicky if sports is entertainment let them pick their opponent. For sure. I mean, why not? Well, that's a, to me, that's the best possible advantage. Oh, we can pick from these three teams. Well, that team has the worst record, but we know we match up better against this team's pitching, so we're going to take this team. I, I, I hope they do it. I, I really hope they do it. That's, that is a lot of teams in the playoffs. What I would really like in baseball is if they shorten the regular season and did this, but they probably won't do that. But uh, why not? Maybe put a I team back in my great too. getting to draft your playoff opponent. 99-91 Raptors, two minutes left in the third quarter. They are fresh off winning another Boston Pizza Cup. Kark, Martin, Brad Thiessen, when we get back. trade to tell you about the wild trade Jason Zucker to the Penguins for forward Alex Galchenyuk defenseman Kalen Addison and a 2020 first round pick so Jason Zucker to the Penguins and Galchenyuk a lot was speculated that he might be moved he is indeed going to the Minnesota Wild NHL 
tonight. Flames and Sharks coming up in about an hour. Predators and Canucks a little bit later on. The Lightning and the Blue Jackets are tied 1-1 in the third. Late in the third, Islanders lead the Capitals 5-3. Flyers up 4-1 on the Panthers. And with about five minutes left in Montreal, Canadians and Coyotes tied 2-2. Oilers and Blackhawks tomorrow here on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 face-off show. The game will start at 7. McDavid's status up in the air for that one. Nurse gets a contract extension, two years, $11 million. Get more on 630Ched.com. And basketball tonight, the Raptors now up 106-94 on the Timberwolves. They outscore Mini 32-19 in the third. So the Raptors looking good for their 15th consecutive victory. Pretty incredible. They uh, And they're doing it without uh, Serge Ibaka in the lineup tonight. He's ill. Kyle Lowry did return after missing uh, the Saturday game with uh, a little bit of whiplash. Well, a couple of special guests here in studio. They are fresh off winning another Boston Pizza Cup yesterday in Westlock. They are from the Brendan Botcher rink, second Bradley Thiessen and lead Kark Martin. Great to see you guys. Yeah, Thanks great to be us. here. Thanks for coming into studio after uh, a busy an intense few days yeah. Oh, yeah is that a fair way to describe the boston pizza cup oh yeah it was it was pretty intense the teams are teams are just getting better every year and yeah it was it was a lot of fun though uh the final seven six over karsten Sturmey. who wants to describe the championship shot oh uh, that's the that's the shot we want uh we've had a few finals specifically i can remember the briar finals uh where we get to that end and you have a big shot to win and in both those situations it wasn't our guy throwing and sure enough they made it against us and i think when you get in those big situations and you're um you got a guy like brendan throwing it um that's when they shine and he uh, yeah, drew the button, and it was never a doubt. So you just want to make sure the rock's in his hand when he, when it comes down to the last shot. Wait, was this an extra end, or was this the 10th? This is the 10th. This was the 10th. Did you guys have an extra end game, though, along the way? Uh, uh, not this year? No, no not, not this, this year, year. Not no. this year? Then it's, who else made some big... I mean, the skip gets all the... I mean, the skip's not here, right? But now this is your guys' is the front-end chance to shine. So who else made some big shots? In the uh, <laughs> we all kind of made some big <laughs> shots throughout... The, yeah. that last game like you made you made a few great draws and a nice tick in the last end um, me and Darren both made a few like big run doubles and clutch draws and Brendan made the clutch draw to win it and yeah so you say you so you say never a doubt I mean the, the curling the curlers in this country are so good and I've interviewed I, I mean, Brendan's been on several times. Uh, you know, Mark Kennedy's been on. You know, a chance to interview. You know, both both members of the Nettowin couple, and, and you know, they all. I find the best curlers thrive on the big shots. Like, may, and maybe they're nervous earlier in their career, but they reach a point where it's like, bring it on. Like, is that what you guys and Brendan are like? Yeah. Oh, I. I like I said, we we get to these big games and. In our experience, at least, when regardless of which great player it is, you put that rock in their hand and they haven't missed it against us yet. And Brendan's the same way. Like, he has that last shot. And I think, well, we had draws to the um, button to, for Hammer and we didn't win any of them. We, we actually didn't start any of the games with Hammer in the playoffs. So, uh, 
obviously he wasn't perfect early in the game, but you get that rock in his hand at the end of the game and he's going to make it. Yeah, you give him a shot to win and he's going to make it. So <laughs> I'm just glad that I'm not the one throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, well, you guys have have really become one of the best teams in the world over the last few years. Uh, and so I'm just trying to think of the history. So this year you've won the Boston Pizza Cup. You're going into the Briar as the provincial champs. Last year you were in the Briar as the wild card team. Yep. So you had yep. to win a couple games right before the Briar. Yep. The day before the, the Briar day. started, we yeah. had to win one game, one. and that is the worst game to play in life. Yeah. It's either you win that game and you're in, or you lose and you go home. But regardless, it's not a. It's oh. obviously a great game for fans to watch because it's like the final before the Briar, but it, it's oh. not not a great game. <laughs> yeah, to play. like the two weeks before, it's just <laughs> nerve wracking because you just want to get it over with. But yeah. And then okay, I'm trying to. So last year you lost the Briar final to Cooey. Yeah. Who was the Alberta rep yeah. yeah so it was an Alberta Alberta final basically yeah. Yeah. and was it the previous year you guys were lost the final as well yeah to yeah. Gushu Gushu <laughs> to Gushu yeah. so and he had to draw the button for the win uh yeah. and then the, I'm trying to the, you're gonna have to help me beyond that uh 2017 we that was our first briar and we didn't qualify for playoffs okay yeah so uh all right, and so then, so three you've won three of the last four Alberta championships, yeah. Yeah. and this is your fourth consecutive appearance in the Briar. Yep. And Karak, it's your fifth because you were Kevin Martin's fifth in what year was that? 2013. 2013, and Kevin Martin is of course your dad. Yeah. Uh, so did, were you? Did you have a curling rock put in your hand like at birth, or were you a couple <laughs> days old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, obviously, it's been a, in the family, but I didn't curl competitively till into university. I, uh, really? Yeah, <clears throat> played junior hockey till I aged out junior, and then then started. It finally caught up to me. Finally caught up to you. How many of your and look? I don't want to make this about your father. It's about you. But I, there, there, it is it is interesting that. He was a high level curler, and now you're yeah. a high level curler. Uh, what do you remember about him? Um, as a player, and I guess for being the son of a player, uh, he was still your dad, but, you know, he had to travel, and you knew him, the world knows him as a curler, but you know him more as a dad. Yeah, well, for sure, and I actually, I see a lot of similarities now that I have a son, and, like, I'm leaving all the time, and, but... I get it's easy for me easier for me to leave because I know what that felt like and I understand how it it was yeah for the family and I I think Kaylor will appreciate that as well when I grow up or when he grows up so uh, it, it makes it a little easier that way on me for sure how old is your son He's two and a half. And he said his name's Kaler? Yeah, Kaler. So another K name in the yeah. family? That's that's in trouble. Bradley, you're here as well. Yeah. Uh, what about your court curling history? When did you get into it? Uh, I started when I was 14. Uh, my dad just took me out one time to try it out, and I just really enjoyed it. And um, from there, I went to a, um, a junior league, and Brendan Botcher, yeah, he happened to be there as well, and we just started to play a scrimmage game together and then from there we've been curling together ever since so it's so, been pretty cool so you and brendan were the first two to meet then yeah and then and then Karak. yeah, yeah. In university and then darren joined uh, what five years ago uh 2017 i oh, guess even more recently yeah. so just before yeah the okay. year we got to our first briars when he joined like okay. a month and a half before he, yeah like he joined in january and then we made the briar and 
yeah. won and the provincials in February. Yeah, we won, <laughs> made one provincials a month later. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and in the world of curling, this is some stability because there's usually a big switch around every four years, right? But yeah, you guys have sure. stayed just a, a cycle plus a little bit more, well, I guess. Three of us have been for 10 years, so. Well, yeah. that's, that's really good. Yeah. 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 Uh, who is, who's, uh, so Botcher's the skip, but when it comes to just general team decision-making, is he also the leader when it comes to that stuff? Or is somebody else sort of the captain there? <laughs> I'd, I'd say, like, he can always veto whatever, but I, I really think on our team it's usually a group decision. We talk things out, and um, that's how our team operates as a, as a four-player unit, for sure. It's the same on the ice, too, like... He gets his way if he wants, but most of the time we talk it out and come to a conclusion. Oh, yeah. It's a definitely a group decision, but, I mean, if Brendan feels strongly about it, then it'll generally be what he thinks, but most of the time we all want to be on the same page. He's No, who's the team goofball if you ever need a lighthearted moment on or off the ice? Darren, Darren for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope Darren's listening. Isn't he making ice tonight or something? Yeah, he's making ice at the, in Lacombe for the... Alberta Senior Provincials. So, so right yeah, back to right the, back the, the, the quote-unquote day job. Yeah, five oh, or yeah. six in the morning this morning, scraping ice for yeah. the Senior Provincials. Now what, now, what do you guys do, Bradley? I'm a software developer at Law Depot. Okay, and... And I work at the uh, legislature grounds and uh, do events and project-type work. Now, how many... Because there are some... Canadian curlers that are just curlers, right? They don't have the so-called day job, but you guys aren't there yet? No, we're not there, and I don't know if we'll, <laughs> we'd ever get to that point, well, unfortunately. Well, the money's going up every yeah. year, right? If you... yeah, oh, well, yeah, it's going up, but... Dad had some yeah. great years, too, but he always had other things going, and, yeah, it, it's... I think there's always room for some side work, for sure. Right. Now, you guys have Wikipedia pages. Did you know that? Um, I did know that, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Bradley, I'm going to pass you yours. Our sure. producer, Dave Campbell, printed yeah. these up. If you just, does okay. anything stand out there as, uh, as, as incorrect? Are you, are you comfortable with your... <laughs> <laughs> What's on um, there? I, I mean, know I've kind of thrown this looked at it in a while, so I don't <laughs> you, know. But you did not create these yourself. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> I don't even. I actually don't think you're allowed to create your own Wikipedia page. Well, who from would what really heard, know on the internet? You yeah. can get away with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, as far as I know, everything yeah, looks okay. None of your friends have added any little uh, goofball, uh, hey, he likes Pokemon. Or, well, maybe I mean, maybe you unless like you did right before the show started. Well, I should have done that, actually. See, it's yeah, close. you're full of Someone, ideas. It looks like <laughs> they need to add the 2020 provincial champs. So, so. it's not updated to the minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, we printed these this afternoon. Maybe it's been thrown in there. Maybe it's been updated as we speak, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it is on there. Oh, it is. Oh. Last line. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. No details yet. Bus. Somebody's yeah. got to work in some of the details, yeah. but it's on there that you guys want it. <laughs> it is. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Uh, Bradley Thiessen, Kark Martin in studio, the uh, lead and the second from the Brendan Botcher rink winning the Alberta Championship, the Boston Pizza Cup, yesterday. Okay, so the the world of curling has changed a lot over the last... I don't know, I want to say maybe 15 years or, or, or so. I mean, there was that uh, split for a while where some of the best curlers weren't going in the briar and they were doing their own thing on the tour and eventually that got put back together. One thing that I notice now 
and and I hope you guys can can expand on this for me because I you know I, I I'm not totally immersed in the curling world, but we have the Briar, and you have teams from every provinces, but then sometimes it'll be like, well, here's the rink from Quebec, and these two guys live in Quebec City, and this guy lives in Montreal, and this guy lives in Dawson Creek, BC. So <laughs> what what are the actual rules here, and is this? Well, I don't want to ask you if it's good or bad, because uh, that's maybe not fair. But what are the actual <laughs> rules for how you can represent a province or have an out-of-province member on your rink? Um, yeah, so the way the rule works now, I believe, is that you can have three players have to be in the province or, or reside in the province, and then you can have one um, out-of-province player, um, and they can be from anywhere. So... Like, I think Team None of It this year has... They have three players that live there, and then they brought in a guy from Ontario. Um, but I, I do think it's even getting a little bit more lenient these days that you can also have students so you from a different province. So there's, like, the Holman or the Jones, for example, that have multiple people from... Alberta, multiple people from Ontario playing out of Ontario, and uh, it's it, it's uh, just the way the game's evolving, for sure. Okay, so should the average curling fan, or maybe someone like me who, obviously, my interest in curling is is ramping up now, right? You, provincials have happened, Scotties, Briar, Worlds. Should the average curling fan care, or should they just think, you know what, it's Alberta, I'm just going to trust? Most of these guys are Alberta, if not all, and, and cheer for them. Well, the problem we have as athletes, I guess, is we have to play at a, like international level against teams that don't have any regional restrictions. And, for example, like a Nicodine from Sweden. Or, and um, from our point of view, I, it's, it's tough to um, have restrictions i guess in canada and then all the other countries not having the same restrictions so in sweden the four best players at each position could be like let's just form a team and win sweden and win worlds for sweden yeah Yeah. whereas in canada if the best lead is in bc and the best second in alberta and the best third in saskatchewan and the best skip in nova scotia they may never ever play together as a team yes no yeah that's correct yeah because they'd be restricted to playing with players in their region so i wonder what would happen if the briar was just let's just invite the top 12 teams off the tour or or half the teams i mean it could be more like how they qualify for the olympic trials yeah that's always been the controversy like or just whether you we we do want to make uh, i guess it the briar brings in that aspect of just countrywide representation and keeps everyone interested from coast to coast um but yeah then from an elite standpoint yeah it's maybe they're leaning more and more towards having the wild card team in there and like adding a bit just to have a bit better field and it's it's right kind of in the middle and i'm not sure they even know which way they want to go yet so all right that's that, that's fair 
Can you guys stick around for a few more minutes? Yeah, of course. Uh, some guests on Inside Sports, including these two gentlemen, get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classic Spun with a modern twist. We have the lead for Team Botcher, Karik Martin in studio, the second for Team Botcher, Bradley Thiessen in studio. More with these gentlemen when we get back. Tyson and Karik Martin in studio from Brendan Botcher's rink. They won the Boston Pizza Cup yesterday, the Alberta Men's Curling Championship. Briars in Kingston. When? when how long yeah. away are we here? How we, far away? We just got our flights today. Uh, we leave February 27th. February 27th. Okay. Well, I'm going to be got you on now because um, you're going to be busy ramping up for it. I was just telling you during the commercial, I ate these hot wings this morning. I'm going to be at Hudson's. Uh, on White Ave on Wednesday, hosting their uh, Hot AF Challenge. I'm sure you guys know what those letters stand for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you said one of your teammates that isn't here might actually try to eat these 10 hot wings in two minutes if he knew about it. Darren oh, yeah. would do it. Darren would third. definitely do it, yeah. If you're listening, Darren, you should <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> That's amazing. I think out of any team on the curling circuit, we eat the most hot wings for sure. <laughs> We, we actually have rules, though, around it because we've had situations that have got us in trouble. So Darren <laughs> yeah. can't have more than a single order of hot wings before a game. It's, yeah. a, it's a team rule. It might yeah. be he likes them hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'll order the hottest possible yeah. wings. It might be Always. our only rule as a team. Yeah. Is he like, living in Lacombe, though? Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to get him up here to try these. <laughs> oh, yeah. Try these it's wings. only an hour and a bit, so yeah. why not? He can make it. No, you have the, they are, like I was saying earlier, they are, uh, I found them uncomfortably hot. Yeah. But I know yeah. some people take that as a challenge. <laughs> Darren would like you that, would. yeah. He'd, he'd be like, oh, he would whatever. Embrace that. Yeah. Anzi yeah. radio host. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what else? Uh, what, what are your sports of choice for, for either playing or watching besides curling? Brad? I uh, love watching hockey. I love watching the Oilers. Um, and then in summer, I play uh, ultimate. Oh, the, uh, just recreational. The frisbee. Yeah, frisbee. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, so those are the two sports. Kark, what about you? Oh, for me, hockey in the winter for sure, and uh, golf or baseball in the summer. Just, that's what's, yeah, I've grown up around, played lots of it. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, how are you feeling about the Oilers? Actually, pretty, to be honest, pretty good. Like, of all the years that I've watched the Oilers, this, to me, seems like like the best chance we've had to do well in the playoffs and potentially win a cup. So. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. you guys are both, it. what, we said 29 and 30? Yeah. So you've never really seen a great it's been team. A while. I was born, and they won the cup, and then that was it. <laughs> the year I was born, they won, and six, ever since. got yeah. uh, agonizingly close. Oh, yeah, yeah, very close. Though during yeah. the regular season, it was always like, eh, I don't yeah. know, right? So. We just qualified eighth <laughs> that year, and then... I was pretty happy with the, the nurse signing, uh, just... They were talking about eight million there for a while, and I yeah, I don't know if that was ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, five and a half, that sounds perfect, and I I think they've made a lot of good decisions like that, and they'll keep building on good decisions. All right, you can get more on the nurse contract 
Great segue, Kark. <laughs> should uh, think about this for a living, maybe. Uh, more on the nurse signing and the McDavid uh, bruise, we'll call it. Yeah. We'll find out if he's going to play tomorrow at the morning skate on 630shed.com. The Coyotes beat the Canadians 3-2. Big win for them. Flyers over the Panthers 4-1. Islanders beat the Capitals 5-3. 1-1 late in the third. Lightning in Blue Jackets. Zucker traded to the Penguins for Galchenyuk. A couple other pieces involved as well. And uh, the Raptors with five and a half minutes left up 120-109 on Minnesota as they go for their 15th straight win. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer. Kark, Brett, thanks for coming in. All the best at the Briar if I don't talk to you before then. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for having us. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. My name is Reed Wilkins. Adler's next. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.